Hey Gator fans, welcome into another edition of Celebrating 96 on 1010XL.com. This is Hayes Carlion, and we have made it all the way up to LSU week. And, uh, and what a week it was. Um, Florida 56, the top-ranked Gators, 56 points. Number 12, LSU in the Swamp only manages 13. Largest margin uh, of victory ever at Florida Field for the Gators, who led 42-6 to at halftime. Outgained LSU 635 to 303. Uh, at the time, the 635 yards was a school record for the Gators uh, versus an SEC opponent. Uh, the 36 first downs, also a record against any opponent. Uh, so we're looking forward to getting uh, getting into this game, and uh, we have a very special guest to do that. Running back Fred Taylor uh, is going to join us to talk about uh, his role in this victory. Fred had 16 carries for 107 yards, but also just Fred's journey, and uh, I, this was really his breakout game of that season. And um, you know, obviously, it was a loaded running back room with Elijah Williams, Terry Jackson, Eugene McCaslin. Um, so uh, really enjoy talking with Fred Taylor. So that'll be coming up in a, in a couple of minutes. I want to let you know this episode of Celebrating 96 is sponsored by the personal injury law firm of Harold & Harold, a local family firm available 24-7, available to help you fight the big insurance companies. They have the resources to do that, but they're also small enough that you're going to get some personal touch at, at Harold & Harold. You're not going to just be a number. Uh, so if you have been injured uh, and you're looking for help, Harold & Harold, that's the place you need. Don't sell for less than you deserve. You can call them at 904-251-1111. When you look back at this at this LSU game, first off, it was amazing. It was the first time in the Spurrier era that Florida had run for over 300 yards in a game. They ran for 308. I mentioned Fred's 107. Elijah Williams also went for over 100 yards. But really the biggest thing when I went back and researched this, I did not remember this. The, the name Carl Reese doesn't mean anything to me. I, I don't even know what Carl Reese is, is doing now. But at the time, he was LSU's defensive coordinator. And the previous year, Florida had been held to 25 points in Baton Rouge. Uh, now, obviously, the Gators won the game, but... But Carl Reese felt like he'd accomplished something by holding Steve Spurrier's fun and gun to 25 points. So he held a clinic in the offseason, a coaching clinic, uh, on how to slow down Spurrier's attack. And he even took credit uh, in the, in the offseason for the blueprint that Nebraska used to beat the Gators in the Fiesta Bowl. So you know, Carl Reese had, had really put himself out there in the offseason. Well, then he took it a step further because Carl Reese, that Thursday night of the LSU game, uh, Carl Reese was featured in a halftime uh, segment uh, in, in Thursday Night Football, the college football Thursday night game of the week. Uh, goes to halftime, Carl Reese is on uh, in a feature, and he is diagramming his ideas on how to stop the fun and gun. Um, yeah, that was not Carl Reese's best decision. Um as the Gators again go on to score 56 points on LSU, uh, which led to one of the all-time great uh, Steve Spurrier lines, uh, which is hopefully their defensive coordinator won't be giving clinics next year on how to stop the Gators. Um, very well said. And uh, again, a story I'd forgotten about, um, but going back and researching it, uh, it's, it's, it's just beyond belief. Um, 
But uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's the last we've heard of uh, Carl Reese, at least that I'm aware of. And uh, obviously, uh, the Gators go on to win the national title. Um, you know, defensively, it was uh, it was a good day for the Gators as well. Uh, the Gators had seven sacks and two turnovers. LSU was the SEC's leading rushing team going into the game at 279 yards and outing. They had Kevin Falk. Uh, he was phenomenal, um, but really held in check uh, in this game. 13 carries for 26 yards. Uh, LSU only had 28 rushing yards as a team. Um, so, you know, 251 lower than their average. And, uh, you know, and, and offensively, obviously, the Gators did whatever they wanted. Uh, when you run for over 300 yards, you throw for over 300 yards. LSU strong safety Greg Hill said after the game, quote, even when we had decent coverage, Warfel made perfect throws. It was like perfect throw, perfect catch. There's nothing you can do to stop that. And uh, that's basically how it went. Um, so uh, now I want you to hear from, uh, from you know, our man of the hour this week, and that's Fred Taylor. Uh, Fred Taylor obviously was uh, a big part of this team. In, in the next season in 97, he would go on to have uh, spectacular uh, numbers, you know, particularly when you talk about that FSU win uh, in the Swamp, one of the best games ever played in the Swamp, and then that uh, that Citrus Bowl win over Penn State when Fred ran for over 200 yards. Obviously, would end up uh, end up going on to be uh, selected by the Jaguars in the first round, had an outstanding career, uh, and and really has a great case to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and and hopefully one day he will get that recognition. But he, uh, I really appreciate his uh, his candor in this interview. Fred gets into a lot of a lot. Of areas about where he was as a as a man growing up and uh, and where he was as a player. So without further ado, here is my interview with Fred Taylor. Well, Fred, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Uh, obviously, that was uh, an unbelievable year in '96. What what do you, what do you think about uh, what comes to your mind when when you think about the '96 season so many years later? First, the first thing that jumps to my mind is it's the first national championship in school history. Yeah, I, I think that's mostly what I'm proud of the most, more than anything. Um, and then what immediately comes to mind after that is just the, you know, the, the opportunity we had to win it back to back. '95 wasn't so with uh, what happened there with Nebraska and Tempe, but we learned a lot from that season. I think that made Coach Spurrier a better coach as well. Uh, and I say that because there are a lot of teams that took blueprints from the Nebraska game and tried to do it against us, but we were prepared. And I also, what happened um, up in Tallahassee and Doak, just fast forward in a little bit, what happened in Doak with the uh, being under the center, you know, not being in the shotgun, uh, Florida State pretty much disrupted our offense much like Nebraska did the previous year. And, um, you know, when we got to the national championship game, when it ended up being the national championship game in New Orleans, we were better prepared and we were able to blow out Florida State that game in a great fashion. Fred, it's really interesting that you talk about blueprints from Nebraska because I remember, you know, this week we're focusing on the the LSU game. And when I went back and researched it, I found it really interesting. The LSU defensive coordinator at the time was a man named Carl Reese. And he actually yeah. held a clinic that off season bef- before the '96 season. Uh, 
held a clinic on for other coaches on how to stop Florida. And he had held the Gators to 25 points in Baton Rouge uh, the year prior. So he, he sort of took credit for Nebraska's success in the Fiesta Bowl. And, uh, and obviously it irked Coach Spurrier. And, and after you guys beat LSU 56-13, to uh, you know, Coach Spurrier made the comment of hopefully their defensive coordinator won't be giving any clinics next year on how to stop the Gators. Uh, is that something you remember? Was that something that Coach talked to you guys about uh, during the week at all? Is, is how LSU's defensive coordinator had kind of run his mouth? Uh, Coach doesn't. He never really talked to us about that sort of stuff. I do remember that 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 event, uh, but he he doesn't. He has his own little witty approach and his uh, uh, <laughs> you know his his demeanor is a little snide. He he has his little snide remarks here and there. Um, you know, much like when we um, we beat Georgia. I think the year before that, my sophomore year, 95. And uh, I remember him saying, we have, you know, we hung half, we hung half a hun, meaning half a hundred points against the Bulldogs between the hedges because they said, you know, no one had scored as much as we were scoring at the time. You know, and uh, that, that LSU comment, Coach took a lot of pride in his offense. I don't know why anyone would go out there and, and challenge him. You know, he's going to just go and concoct something and, make those adjustments and, and blow you out. And pretty much, you know, if you played us closer, if you got lucky and beat us, then congrats to you. But it wasn't a lot of that going on. I think I lost six games my entire time at Florida or something like that. Uh, in the games that we lost, we just had bad game plan for the most part, or we didn't execute our game plan. Let me say that combination of things. Uh, but but we, we were such a great team uh, then. And uh, a few plays here and there from being a, a legacy or a dynasty college team. But we were great. We had some great players. And I enjoy, you know, every moment of it. That's fantastic. This episode of Celebrating 96 is sponsored by the personal injury law firm of Harrell & Harrell, a local family firm available 24-7. And my friends, huge gators who you can trust, Harrell & Harrell, don't settle for less than you deserve. Fred, when you think back to the the LSU game, uh, that was sort of the the springboard game for you that year. You you had uh, 107 yards that game on 16 carries. What do you remember about that time uh, in your life as a player and getting the chance to to get that opportunity and 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 hit the century mark against uh, you know an LSU team that was ranked 12th in the country at the time? Right, I um I I remember not getting because of our rotation. Eli, uh, Elijah, William, Terry Jackson, and then myself. You know, we were all we were pretty much a three-headed monster, and it didn't matter if you had the hot hand. That was just the order. And um, I, I recall not getting in the game until the second quarter. You know, it was after a Shea interception, stopping LSU. Uh, I think we were up around 21-6 at the time. And uh, Shea got an interception. Um, stopped him from scoring at our six. Very next play, I had about a 30-yard run. At the time, that was my one of my longer runs, if not the longest run uh, that I had in college. And um, you know, and we went up quick. We went. Up, I had a few good runs on that series. We went up 28 to six, um, and then they fumbled, and we went up again. I had a few opportunities to carry the ball a bit more because of the 
the fashion, um, what was it, 56-13? Was that the final? That was the final, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was a few opportunities for all of us to, to get a few more carries. We didn't necessarily have to throw the ball as much. Coach Berry took pride in giving everybody an opportunity to play, even the walk-on guys. And I remember, you know, coaches or teams would get offended if they thought we were running up the score late in the fourth quarter. But these are our walk-on guys who service the starters getting the opportunity to play. So we just sat on the sidelines and pretty much just enjoyed it all <laughs> and didn't necessarily care about what other teams thought because the, the ones were never in many of many games late. The score could have been a lot uglier. But uh, that LSU game definitely catapulted me to having a lot more confidence in my abilities uh, and, and it helped me throughout the rest of that 96 years. And then the next week against Auburn, you go for over 100 yards in that game as well. So it really seemed like that was the the part of the year where you really found your stride and, and found a big-time role uh, in, what, in what was an absolutely loaded backfield and an explosive offense. Yeah, we, we again, we um, I always felt that I was an okay player. <laughs> I never thought I was a great player. And then I would also, though, look at some of the guys in practice and, and say, why aren't they running fast? Why aren't they running hard? I don't see the grass, the turf separating when they're clean, when they're running. But I felt all of that in myself. I just thought I was being a show-off, and I didn't want to be that way. Uh, I didn't want my teammates to say, hey, man, you're showing off or anything. So I, I didn't always have great confidence. I, I thought I was an okay player, but I just never thought I was, you know, had the ability to be a great player. And then, you know, as the season started to, to, to go forward, I had some success and I started feeling that confidence and it started feeling like my senior year of high school and the reason they recruited me and all that stuff. Uh, because prior to that, even in 96, I had some problems with, you know, the, uh, uh, being suspended those three games and coming back later. And then I, it's just a lot, you know, servicing our defense, being on practice squad, having to give them looks when I was suspended. And they tore me up. And coach, uh, coach would always say, just go at them. I remember Coach Stoops would tell me, Freddie, good job. Way to make us better. Way to make us better. And he actually made me a lot more confident having to go up against the ones during my suspension. And a lot of people don't know that story, but those things did happen and it made me a better player in 96. Yeah, that's fantastic insight, Fred. I appreciate that. And again, again, you're so modest. I mean, I, you know, we all want you in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We think you have an excellent case for that, and we think your day is is going to come. Um, so, uh, obviously, uh, you're you're one of the best players to ever uh, to ever wear the orange and blue. Um, but that's interesting what you say in terms of getting that perspective of the Gator defense and and going against those guys in practice. How good was that front and, and that linebacking core? Oh, they were solid. You're talking about Johnny Rutledge, Mike Peterson, Javon Curse, you know, the guys that we had up front, and Ed Chester, Big Reggie McGrew. Just a lot of guys up there. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, again, Fred Weary, uh, uh, Shea Showers back there on the back end. Uh, we talked to Antico Brown. You know, we were, we were stacked. Tony George. Uh, uh, we we were Mike Harris, man. I mean, we had so many good players, so many great names. 
And uh, they just fit into what Coach wanted from a defensive standpoint. And just going back to that LSU game, you know, they were great at running the ball. And they really tried hard early in the game to run the option. And I believe that uh, just, just going back and looking at some old film, reviewing that game, just, just looking at uh, how well Coach Stoops, you know, well, when Coach Stoops came in, I'm sorry, Coach Stoops came in to help us get better at defending the option. Um, our defense, you know, they, 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 they made those adjustments and they were great. As you can look at that, the score in the LSU game, they stopped everything. They took away their strength and, and, and we were able to win a lot of games in, 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 in high fashion. Even looking at the national championship game, the way they executed and shut down Florida State's offense, man, just, um, just looking at that, they, we, we were solid. We were, we were stacked across the board. Uh, a lot of guys had been patiently waiting to play, and when they got their opportunity that year, they really did the most, and, uh, and it showed. Yeah, that's fantastic stuff. Yeah, LSU was the SEC's leading uh, rushing team entering that game at 279 yards a game, and, uh, and the Gator defense really uh, shut them down. Kevin Falk was LSU's. Big time player. Uh, I think he had oh, yeah, 26 yards rushing on 13 carries. Um, so it was uh, it was an unbelievable day for the Gator defense. Um, when when you look back at at Warfel and in that passing attack, what what would stand out about those guys um, in practice and, and seeing them in games? What what do you think made them so successful and and obviously made uh, you know Danny able to to win the Heisman Trophy? It was just one of those magical alignments that was supposed to happen. You know, we in 94, uh, the class of 94, you know, those guys that came in there, uh, Riedel, uh, having grown up with, uh, I grew up with Riedel, high school ball, Pop Warner team, uh, didn't know if we were going to go to college together. And somehow, I, after orientation, he's in my room waiting on me. So we were roommates throughout college until he left after that 96 year. Um, Ike Hillier, Quasi Green, Jamie Richardson, Nafis Kareem, uh, Travis McGriff. That was the receiving. That that was our class. The receivers, those guys that Coach Prairie and they went out there and they got and Coach Dwayne Dixon. You know he did a great job of of teaching those guys uh, Coach Prairie's uh, philosophy. And um, you know Terry Dean was a slinger early on. We first got there and 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 Danny. Danny was just heaven sent. You know, he was a guy who was, you know, very godly and religious, and he was just a, a guy who motivated the players without having to yell at them. I don't think I ever seen Danny yell. Even if there was a, 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 a you know, a, a, some inaccuracy, which was rare, it was extremely accurate. Uh, but if they were, if there was some miscommunications, I should say, between the quarterback and the, and the receivers and their audibles or their adjustments. Um, those guys, it was just a perfect alignment. Uh, those guys had so much fun in practice. You wouldn't think they were being serious out there, but they were being as serious as a heart attack. Uh, but they had so much fun in that group. And uh, it carried over to the field. And uh, they didn't have a lot of pressure on them. You know, they knew they can beat any defensive back at any given time, considering, considering the caliber, caliber of defenders that they will go up against each and every week. So, uh, they they just felt like the, the, uh, those guys had to stop them, you know, and, and they just had a swagger and a confidence to them. 
that translated to, you know, uh, uh, big plays on game day. And you contribute Coach Burry's offense, obviously, for uh, breaking down defenses and putting us in the right position. But those guys going out there and being able to execute, you know, and everything just aligned. And, again, 95 and 96 more so. Uh, even though we took that one loss, uh, but we were able to bounce back and, and win in high fashion and, and capture the first national championship in team history and school history. And uh, it's just special. So so much special stuff happened for that to happen. So, man, I, I, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. Absolutely. And, Fred, what, I really appreciate your time. I want to ask you one final question and, and just – what what was it like, uh, fifty two to twenty over the Knolls for the national title uh, in the Superdome, and then coming back to campus and having that wonderful celebration in the swamp? Uh, what what do you remember the most about that? You know, forty eight hours of your life. You know, it was um, just just looking at. I think it was uh, in the uh, the was it the Rose Bowl, Ohio State? Didn't they upset? ASU or they did. Like That's that. right. Arizona State. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it, gave, it it allowed us an opportunity to go one versus two um, in in that Sugar Bowl game. So I remember the entire team when we got that. Everybody was like, "Okay, this is redemption." Because the, the the move was we're going to play Florida State again. Okay, we let's beat them. They're Florida State. But when you add this, can be the national championship game into the mix. You know, it was just a lot of. All right, let's we're back at it. We're back in it. Let's go. We're we're back to where we were two weeks ago, and uh, just the just the the energy and the and the confidence and uh, the focus. Uh, guys just really dialed in. There was no more playing around because of what we did the previous year. We didn't take Nebraska as serious as we should have, and we got blown out. And we 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 joked about that the following year because we knew it was better than what we displayed out in Tempe. So when we had an opportunity again in New Orleans, uh, we said, okay, let's go. It's go time. Now, I remember in the locker room, uh, we went out to warm up, and the move was the move was good. We knew we had an opportunity to, to, to get in there and win a national championship, so the move was good. But when we went in and we came back out in blue pants, Coach Curry said, hey, you guys, we can, we're going to wear the blue pants. <laughs> Man. <laughs> those guys erupted and it was so much energy and I feel like I'm in that locker room right now with so so much energy in that locker room and excitement just by changing pants <laughs> 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 and we go out there and uh, you know that, that condensed uh, version of the, sh- uh, uh, the shotgun and Coach Spurrier you know he took the tight end and set him off the ball you know and put the receivers on the ball so their defensive end can run a hump. They just they had to adjust their angles because the tight end was able to chip the defensive end and release on the dummy route. You know, they weren't even really involved, but that gave us a split second. And Danny, I remember Coach Spurrier telling Danny the week prior, look, Danny, Danny, just, just throw the ball to where the receivers are going to be. Don't try to throw the perfect pass. Just throw to where you think they're going to be. So he would throw the ball five yards in front of the receiver. Coach Spurrier, just trust them. They're going to get there. And Danny would just float the ball right there. And, and those guys would catch the ball, and, and they would beat their defenders and get in their position, their spot, catch the ball, and made a lot of great plays. But the one thing, other than all of that, to say that, and I'll end on this, uh, Ike Hilliard, 
catch it. I remember someone said he caught it on a dime and made two nickels <laughs> with that cut after those defenders um, hit, bumped into each other. So he caught the ball on a dime. But when they bumped it into each other, he said they, they, they caught it on a dime and he made two nickels. The way he embarrassed those defenders and they collided to each other and he went down and scored. It was pretty much game over. Uh, we, we knew we were going to win it at that point. And it was just a great moment. And to be able to secure the national championship, again, the first one in school history, uh, we're going to forever be associated with that, no matter how long the school is there. You know, our kids, 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 grandkids, their grandkids, and whoever else is grandkids. Like, this is going to be in the record books as the first natty in uh, University of Florida history. So that was special. There's nothing else I can say. Fred, that was fantastic. I really appreciate it, and thank you so much uh, for for all of us Gator fans uh, that got to live it. I was in college at the time; it was uh, it was so sensational. Uh, and uh, so, thank you so much for everything that that you guys contributed to the football program that and the university that certainly we love so much. So, thank you so much for your time today, Fred. I, I certainly appreciate it, and I look forward to to seeing you out there. Hopefully, at a, at a Jaguars uh, practice or game here soon. All right, my pleasure. I, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. How about those stories, huh? How good was Fred Taylor in that interview? How much did you love hearing the story about Fred Taylor being the scout team running back and you know during his suspension and Bob Stoops complimenting him and revving him up on the look he was giving the Gator defense? I mean, that, again, speaks to just how much talent – was on this team and, and how well the offense and defense played off of each other. Um, love that story from Fred Taylor, as well as the adjustments that that he said that uh, Coach Spurrier made in the Sugar Bowl, you know, lining the tight end back, changing the, the pass rush angles. Great stuff from Fred Taylor. Really appreciate uh, him taking the time to join us. Next week, we are going to go into the Auburn victory. That was 51-10 to 10 over Auburn uh, in the Swamp. So again, Florida just continues their uh, SEC domination coming out of the big win in Knoxville, uh, where they just, after that moment, they just start bludgeoning teams. Um so the final this week, number one, Florida 56, number 12, LSU 13. want to thank Fred Taylor for his time today and also tell you this episode of Celebrating 96 has been sponsored by the personal injury law firm of Harrell & Harrell, a local family firm available 24-7, and my friends who you can trust, Harrell & Harrell, don't settle for less than you deserve. That is going to do it. This is Hayes Carlion. Thank you for listening to Celebrating 96 on 1010XL.com.